Welcome back to another episode of the Kitman Podcast. My name is Rohan, and guys, I say every single episode, if you don't rate us five stars, Dillette will find out your IP address and DDoS your house. You will have no Wi-Fi for the rest of the week. <laughs> for legal reasons, that is a joke, but but <laughs> please do leave five stars if you enjoy the content. It does help us out a ton. And joining me today, ranking the top 10 midfielders in the Premier League, is Gareth, James, and Dillette. How are we guys today? All good. Amazing. And feeling audacious as ever. Audacious. You will, see, <laughs> you, will, you will see with my list that's coming up. Oh, yeah. No, it, it was audacious. But, oh, by the way, before we get into the episode, guys, James's TikTok account got deleted because TikTok does not want to see James win. So go ahead. And if you were already following James, go follow James. But if you still weren't following James, go ahead and follow James. He was all all the way at like 56K. Is that right? And now Correct. Yeah. It's a deuce football, D-E-W-S, and then just is. football. There it is. Check it out, football. guys. Football. Yeah. It's coming out. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into it. We actually start off today with a tie. It's with Mason Mount and Ruben Neves. Um, one was only on Deleuze's list. One was only on mine. Um, <laughs> who's putting Mason Mountain there? I want uh, is that you, Dylan? What you I told to? you it's audacious. He started audacious and it gets more audacious. What is that? You man? know what? I'll, let's let me let me start off in defending my Mason Mount pick. He's a great player. It's no. just it, it seems it, you know he's a great player. You, there, there's no like there's no argument there. He's a great player, but the way that Chelsea play now and the system that they're using doesn't fit him as well. Last season, would last season Gareth and James, would you have put him in this list? Two years ago, I would. Yeah, have two, years, two ago. years ago, yeah, yeah. I, he uh, doesn't make the list ever for me, to be honest. I I can't stand him. I would have That's put him just because. Yeah, he just likes Phil Foden. That's no, That's no, 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 no. Mason Mount. <laughs> Phil Foden like, didn't not exist. Mason, nah. No, Mason Mount's also not like, having. Let's that. be honest. Let's be honest. He's kind of a dirty player. He's kind of a dirty player. I've seen him like go. Nothing wrong with that. No, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I'm just saying it's another reason why I don't like him. Uh, okay. I, I, I have no respect for dirty players. You know, I yeah. when I play, I play clean, no fouls, nothing. Jesus, I'm the Christ. opposite. I'm the opposite. Right. <laughs> so, so I expect, I expect my favorite player. No, you see Rohan. Rohan. What? What's yeah, no, Mason Rohan, Mount? If you've ever seen him play, play football. What's Mason ahead. Mount elite at? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. What? It, he, he's he's good at turning. But like, he's won a, cha- he won a nice, Champions cool, League. Cool. He's won a Champions League. Yeah, so Jimmy Traore. Yeah, world class. And, yeah, and, and those <laughs> those goals and assists against like relegation teams, they don't move me emotionally. He doesn't move me. He doesn't move me. He doesn't make my top ten list ever. That's fine. Mm. Well, once once Chelsea get their squad figured out and they have like an actual nine in there, we'll see the Mason Mount that we know. I think that's what's really held him back over these last few these last few seasons. And now that Tammy Abraham's gone, he has no actual nine to work with. Yeah, well, I'm not saying he's never going to make my top ten list. I'm just saying from today past, he 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 never crossed that tr- threshold for me. But um, I'll defend my Ruben Neves pick. I just really like Ruben Neves. He's a great player, complete midfielder. I thought United should have signed him. I think they still can mm. sign him. Honestly, yeah. um, I like him a lot. So like at least, Ru- at least, Ruben Neves is elite at something. Like some of the, some of the goals he scores, mm. yeah. Pa- passing range is fantastic. Yeah, passing range as well. Yeah, yeah. I I had six backups outside of my ten, none of six. which were Mason Mount. One of which was Ruben Neves. I'll take so, that. I'll take yeah. that. Wow. He's probably about fifteenth, but there you go. That's not bad. 
Well, all right. Let's move into 12th, all right. All right. where we had a player not on Garrett's list or my list. It's Granite Shaka. Yeah, all pretty right. interesting. Um, That's an interesting I, I, take I, right there. Yeah, yeah, Gareth, you 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 take it away first. Well, the reason he's not on for me is as much as I love Xhaka and as great as he's been this season. If I was doing it on this season, he's in there. He's probably top five. Um, but I look at the names I've got on my list, and I just couldn't justify putting him above them. Basically, that's that's all it came down to. Um, I love him, uh, but yeah, it's just just for that reason. Yeah, um, I had a similar reason. I just couldn't justify putting him above the players um and like i said i did mine kind of holistically so knowing how he was playing out of position but knowing how he has performed in the past did mm -hmm. kind of affect it as much as i love him as much as he helps my fantasy team i'm not gonna put him in because he's had a good run of 15 games it's 18, it's up now. to 19 now i think uh, 18, oh 19 18, okay like my that. bad my fault yeah. my fault yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah you, but who's keeping track around. you know <laughs> yeah who, who who is keeping track you tell me who is keeping track <laughs> Yeah, me? definitely not me. I am. I am. <laughs> uh James, you, you had Jaka on your list. What 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 uh made made you put him in? Yeah, I think Jack was like ninth or tenth in my list. Um he's so low because of his like actual defensive ability is just not incredible. You know, tackles made he's in the first percentile, interceptions he's in the eleventh percentile, and blocks he's in the tenth. Although he is seventy-four, he's in the seventy-four percentile of clearances. Granite likes to hoof the ball. That's all I'll Clear say. Clearances is a terrible stat. Yeah, yeah. it is, really. <laughs> uh, the plus side is kind of like everything else, really. What he brings for Arsenal going forward, I mean, he's got three goals, scored four assists this season. From that position, he's really good, probably one of the best. Forces mm. Arsenal to play higher up with his, with his progressive passing. The passing's not the most accomplished by any means, but it's fine. He's incredibly high at uh, shot creating actions. And Arsenal are in first place. And I think he's a big reason for that. My thing is, with shot creating actions, though, like... For, I feel like Arteta's team slowly, and especially Pep's team, it's kind of like a skewed stat because every mm. player touches the ball in the buildup. That's fair. Yeah. 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 Dillette, you had him. You had him. I think fairly high, didn't you? No, I just had him eight. Oh no, it you had him eight. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't crazy. Yeah, we're not crazy. It, it was just a matter of the the people that I had behind him is like these are guys that I've considered at Arsenal, and I'm like I don't I would rather just keep Xhaka for now and wait for a better alternative than the guys that I had previous to him. And we'll we'll talk about who who is there because they're also on the list. Well Mason yeah. Mount for one. <laughs> well yeah. <laughs> well moving into tenth, uh Bruno Fernandez. Oh sorry. Tenth was actually a three way tie between El Neni, Declan Rice, and Bruno Fernandez. So someone put Mohammed El Neni in this list. Yeah. I put El Neni at number one. <laughs> El Nenny is the greatest Gosh. midfielder of all time. You know, he's the great, at least, even if you disagree with that, you've got to admit he's the greatest Egyptian footballer of all time. I know James, for one, would definitely agree with that. Yeah, um, 100%. You know, he's just an unbelievable footballer. The way he dictates play, he's like a, a young uh, Busquets, really. When he's you, got when that you dog actually... in him, too. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. He can get around, you know, he can he can do a bit of that destroyer work, more like a Casemiro. <laughs> he's got Hold it on. all. And to be I, honest, I don't know if he quantifies first place, though. Well, How no, much but younger then, is El Neni than Busquets? Probably how he <laughs> is, but it's a young a young Busquets. Um, he's younger. Um, and then also you see that screamer at the new Camp, and Literally you've got to say, 
He can do it all. He can score with his right <laughs> foot. He can score with his left foot. He can put it up in the air and he'll knock it down with his head. He right, can score with penalties. I do I w- think he's the greatest footballer to ever play the game. <laughs> I, will, I will say, I will say, none of us had the same number one, and it's because Gareth put El Nenny at first. That's um, amazing. All right, Rohan, we can, we can. Yeah, jig is up. Now. Jig is up. All right, now nah, Gareth texted me yesterday. He was like, "Say El Nenny's tenth um, on the list," but. <laughs> No, yeah, the, he's the not actually. Temp- he's not actually in the list. Just yeah, to make he, it clear, he, he didn't make anyone's list. But the real in temp- my heart, he did. In my heart, <laughs> in, in the heart, in the heart. But yeah. the real tenth was actually tied between Declan Rice and Bruno Fernandez. Let's start off with Bruno Fernandez. That what he wasn't on Delet's list. Delet, go for it. Mason Mount was. That's what I'm yes, saying. That's Mason Mount is better. <laughs> Mason Mount is better. Bruno Fernandez is is a good player, but he just didn't make my top ten. That was all it was. Bruno Fernandez was. Uh, he beat Ruben Neves and that was it. And he was fighting for that. Mm. Yeah, for me, I put him, I put Bruno in eighth. And to be honest, uh, the guy I put below him, well, I think we'll probably talk about in a minute, so I won't say who, but there is some recency bias in that just because I I, I just thought, mm, it, it's hard to say. If I'm going over their careers, this other guy, I'll say who it is. Tiago Alcantara, I'd say obviously better. But right now, when I'm looking at it, He's not playing well. Um, part of that is Liverpool's midfield, but equally part of that, I think his legs are kind of gone a little bit. Um, and I think that was a huge part of his game, especially defensively, because he used to be elite defensively. Um, but that's just slowly deteriorated. And I think even on the ball now, he's not performing as great as I thought. So that's why I put Thiago below Bruno and I put Bruno that high. You know, Bruno is a great player. He actually runs a lot more than people think. He creates so much. And I think now this season, now that he's got a functioning team around him, you're really starting to see, you know, Bruno Fernandes perform again. He was unreal at the World Cup as well. But I think it's just, he's not quite complete enough to be higher in the list for me. James, your thoughts? Yeah, I can't remember exactly where I put him, but it wasn't, it was, again, probably ninth or 10th, I believe. Um, The goal contributions kind of hurt him. He's got three goals and three assists this season. From his position for an informed United team is pretty poor. And considering um like he's like like Gareth says, he's a high presser, he suits Ten Hag's system really well. And the way I did this list, so it was like uh three tens, three eights, and three sixes. This he's kind of like the third best ten. Mm. The league just doesn't have a load of them. So he's kind of in here by default, but he's still a very like high quality player. He creates a lot of chances for United, um, and the, just the attackers aren't very consistent. So I think his stats are a little bit skewed. Um, however, if I wouldn't be shocked if like next season there's a couple of better tens in the league. My thing, well, I feel like part of the reason his goal contributions are low this season is because of the like Ronaldo, the effect Ronaldo had like just in the team in general. Yeah, but yeah, no, I I I don't think Bruno Fernandez is like a world-class player or anything. He's a good player, but yeah, I, I'd say top 10 in the Prem right now, but wouldn't be surprised if he drops off. Um, Dillette, did you have similar reasons? Excluding Bruno Fernandez? Yeah, yeah, for excluding Bruno Fernandez. I, I just, if he would have made my list, it would have been 10. I, I just don't think he's he's great. Yeah, I don't either. All <laughs> right, well, number 10, um, tie for with Bruno Fernandez was Declan Rice, who he wasn't on James's list. James, go for it. Just doesn't really move me as high. I like it. I like that like, reason. He's he's a fine player. Again, one of those players I don't find who's like incredibly elite. I think it's really difficult 
don't get me wrong, to look like look that elite level when you're at West Ham, mm. especially with the current West Ham side. It's such a weird when you're playing in that players. position as well. Like it, it's, it's so odd. He's they've got like they've got like three fair players. They've got a, they've got Skamaka at number nine who just doesn't play like Mikel Antonio that David Moyes wants to play. Mikel Antonio. It's probably really difficult for him to like stand out as this incredible player. What were I mean? I'm not sure what they what they were quoting. Uh, Chelsea was like 80 million. Hundred mil. I, I I never really got it. I I think he's a good player. He's fine, but I don't. No, I'll enough. back you there. I'll back you there. I don't. I, although I do think he's very good. He's not anywhere near you know the hundred mil that West Ham were quoting for him. I yeah. think especially even now how West Ham are playing, and how Declan Rice has kind of seemed to drop off a little bit. I don't. I wouldn't even say that he's worth that much to West Ham because you know how you know lower level teams try you know base transfers off of their own evaluation. But regardless, I think he he has you know great passing range, can dribble. He's kind of very good in the all action midfielder sense. But I, I only had him at like eighth or something. Regardless. Yeah, I had I had Declan Rice at tenth. Although now that I've seen he's linked with Arsenal, apparently Arsenal really want him for the summer. No, he's um, first. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> no, but um, I think it's it's a thing with Declan Rice is I think we do need to see him in a, an elite team before we properly judge him because it is hard to judge a player playing for West Ham, especially in that position where you're often quite deep um, because there's only there's only so much you're going to get be able to shine. I think he looked really good for England and um, he showed to me that he can play in a lone six. I'm not sure quite where his level is in that, but if he's coming in as a Partey replacement, I mean, I'd be happy with that. I'd take anyone over Partey um, <laughs> for non-footballing reasons that we won't go into. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'd be, I'd be happy to sign him, but again, 80 million, I'm not sure. We'll, we'll have to wait and see because I think he needs to perform consistently in a top team to really know what his level is. And that's why I put him at 10th. He could be higher on this list in a couple of years. Um, but right now, I just I, I just wasn't sure where to put him. So I just put him 10th. My thing with Declan Rice is he also does not only not move me, but I think he's just overrated. Like it's gotten to a point where it's overrated. And um, yeah, he should be in a in a bigger team before we judge him. So speaking of um, Partey, though, that's who we have in eighth on this list. And it's, eighth. And it's only one person had Thomas Partey in their list, and they had him really? second. And they had him you're second. Damn right, you're damn right I had him second. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. Why? To be, honest, if, to be honest, if he scored that goal yesterday, he might have been in my top five. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that would have been a screamer. But no, what, what do you mean? Why am I am I the the crazy guy here for having Partey second? Yes. Are you are you serious? <laughs> I think second's think... a bit high. He should be based on footballing ability. He should be in everyone's top ten. But for me, I, I kind of did it as who I'd want, and he's the last player in the world I want at Arsenal right now. Um, <laughs> so I just left him off altogether. I was just like, wait, 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 <laughs> nah, why? You know why? Because because Delight loves Partey, so so I'm interested why you don't. Um. Do you want to go into that? It's non-footballing reasons. Yeah, the allegations. Reasons. Oh, he is allegations. Yeah, we discuss off the pod. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well. So yeah, he just makes me uncomfortable watching him play. Basically, um. So that's why I don't have him in my list. Even then, like I look at it and 
it's only very recently I think he's been performing at a high level, whereas everyone Dang. else, I can look back over many years, besides one on my list, I can look back over many years and say, you know, they've all been really, really good. Even without that, I would struggle to put him high. I couldn't put him any higher than seventh looking at it. My eight, nine, and 10 are Bruno, Thiago, and Declan Rice. You could put him above any of them, but I couldn't justify any higher than that personally. But yeah, like I said, I left him off my list because just don't want him. Dula, you have I'll, to admit, Tom, Thomas Partey is not the second best midfielder in the Premier League. <laughs> yes, he is. Bro. <laughs> no, no, let me vent my thoughts on this. The role that Thomas Partey plays for Arsenal is not only one of probably the most complex roles in the entire league, but one that I don't think anyone else in the league in his position can do. You put Rodri into the way that Arsenal plays at that same sixth role that Partey is, he's getting rinsed. You put Casemiro... Why? Why, why would Rodri get rinsed? Because Rodri isn't athletic enough. He's not quick enough. Ah, he's smart, though. He doesn't he, have the... Busquets the, isn't, isn't he's smart, very athletic. He's, but he's smart, so but the way that Man City set up the way that Man City set up is more suited to Rodri and what Rodri has to do while it is, you know, it may be more demanding um, mentally for him because he has to be in the you know right position all the time, pass the ball. But what Partey has to do, the, the space that he has to cover, no other defensive midfielder could do that while also maintaining the technical level that he does. I don't that know. goes for Fabinho, that goes for Casemiro, that goes for Rodri. It, who I mean, all, it definitely goes know, for in the same conversation. He's, he's finished. I, um, yeah, Fabinho's finished. <laughs> my thing is i i think roger could do it uh roger played that way at atletico mm. he, yeah, he was covering loads of ground it's just because it's just that... like all right sit centrally and just because the clearances are going to come central just mm. sit centrally in the channels and then collect everything so he doesn't have to cover a lot of ground also when you look at it on the other side if you put Partey in city's team he's not technically as good he's nowhere near as intelligent so would he be able to play that role as well as Rodri? I think Rodri does better for Arsenal than Partey does for City, is what I'd say. I don't. I don't. Think I, don't think, so. I don't think Rodri's or I don't think Partey's completing like sixty passes per game. In some games, I don't think he's that. I don't does, think he's that kind of but... player. But I think that Partey does do better for City than Rodri does for Arsenal, and I think really? there's a reason why Pep why Pep even tried to get Partey a couple of years back. Did he? Didn't he? Yeah. I, thought he... I don't know. Anyway, it was linked. He was linked. Okay, well, my thing is he didn't make my list because because I, like I said, I did it holistically. It's only very recently that he's turned into a very very good player. Don't get me wrong, he is a very very good player, but like I said, nineteen games is not enough for me to put him in like to this list. He, I I remember he was very very poor when he first came into Arsenal, and yeah. that did factor yeah. in. To, to my I feel like that's a bit unfair on him. Very poor when he first came to, you know, eighth place, ninth place Arsenal. It's a bit unfair to judge. I'm sure if you throw Rodri into, or if you throw Casemiro into a team that's mid-table, they're not doing phenomenally. Yeah, I mean, Casemiro went and improved Man United loads. It is unfair to an extent, (laughs) but it's also what Partey himself said. He said he wasn't good enough. Um, and then after that, after he said that in, in that interview, he, you know, improved a lot and yeah. credit to him for that. But yeah, I mean, even yesterday, like there's so many times he's just pa- 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 passing terribly. Um, sometimes his positioning just isn't as good. I do think he's like slightly overrated by Arsenal fans. I think it's easier for me to look at him 
more objectively um, because whilst I want him to not make any mistakes, I also don't like him. So I don't have an emotional attachment to him. Mm. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I think we can upgrade on him, to be honest. You, I think he is did, very did... good. Like athletically, he's fantastic. Technically, he is very good. He's just not nowhere near Rodri in that department. And his intelligence sometimes there's certain positions he can get caught out very easily. So yeah, I think we could upgrade on him. Um, but I mean, really, yeah, you said that but yourself, Dillette. I think you, yeah, I think we can, but I think it'd be very difficult to. I think oh, if, you, if you look, yeah. yeah, if you look at, you know, if we look to replace him immediately and shift him on right now, I genuinely couldn't name you a single player that I would take. I think I, I, think I couldn't he, name you a, a realistic one. I, yeah, I, my thing is, not, I, I don't think he really role. understands like tempo that well. Like he doesn't, like, I think you've also said this, like Roger will just kill momentum for, from mm. the other yeah. team. Yeah. Like, and that's that's a reason. It's not like I had Rodri, you know, ninth on the list. I think he's like he's still very high up in my list. But mm-hmm. it's just that it's it's mentally is the only difference that they have. And I feel like that's a big part of just the role that they're playing. I I feel like maybe if because there has been instances where Partey has passed teams to death, but it's just not every game where this has happened. Whereas mm-hmm. that's the really like the the key difference between Rodri and Partey. It, yeah, yeah, he's capable of it. But and, and you can call it, you know. Um, like a, a erroneous part to his game where he kind of chooses to play the difficult vertical pass at times rather than passing teams to death. But, you, you know, that's also something that you won't get from Rodri. Those, you know, line breaking passes so frequent in the game. Yeah. I think... it's, an, it's interesting debate, I think, between yeah. those it's... two and Casemiro as well as to who's the best six. I yeah. feel like you guys have drastically underrated him. Me being the only one having him in their top 10 is crazy. You having him second is crazy. Second best midfielder. It's not in the no. League. Okay, second second best in the league is not as crazy as none of you guys having him in the in their I, content. I, I again, mine wasn't for footballing reasons. <laughs> That's James, understandable. James, your thoughts quickly because we we do have to move on. Doesn't move me. Doesn't move me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Oh my! It's, you would take him in a heartbeat, wouldn't you? Oh, oh, over Fabinho or Horrendison, absolutely, but not Horrendison. <laughs> Okay, well, we did have a tie um, with Thomas Partey in eighth. It was Ilkay Gundogan. He was only on James and Garrett's list, and I'll admit, Christ. straight up, I forgot him. <laughs> I forgot him. Yeah, I, th- I think Gundogan's fantastic. He's like, he can play any position in the midfield, and I think that's such a valuable thing to have. Arsenal have been linked with him. I'm absolutely desperate for us to get him, because in that Xhaka role as cover for a six and then someone who can make those late runs into the box as well. Like we don't play with a 10, so we don't need him, but he can play there as well, but he's just so well-rounded. Um, he's so intelligent, so intelligent. Um, and yet like you could make comparisons to like, you could compare him to Lampard. You can compare him to Iniesta. And there's obviously he's not as good as any of those in these aspects, but he's got moments where he'll play like them and yeah and he's he's very solid defensively as well um obviously city don't have to do all that much defending so i'm sure that probably helps with him looking better and the shape of the team helps as well but yeah he's just an all-round midfielder he's very very good he's getting on a bit now but he's still performing at a great level and actually i think city play their best football when he's in the team i won't lie he he would make like the bottom 3 in my list because Watching him frustrates me. Like sometimes he's just so frustrating to watch. I I don't have a reason why, but sometimes mm. I'll just be like, "What the hell are you doing?" Like, <laughs> I, 
I, I don't know. I can't describe it. I can't explain why he frustrates me, but he's just frustrating for me to watch. But he is a very smart player, James. Yeah, he's 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 actually like a really lovely player to watch as well. He's not some like mental destroyer, but he times challenges really well. I find like as soon as that ball's loose, he's mm. on you. Like Thiago um, when he was at his best. Yeah. He's a player who always seems to find space. He has all the time in the world. He can win free kicks. He can hit his diagonal balls really well. And something he has that maybe a Thiago, well, a Thiago definitely doesn't have the box. And he's a much mm. bigger goal threat, which I think is so useful. Um, yeah. But even without scoring, it's just the runs in the box are so strong. Like when City find out who the weaker fullback is, he will pin that fullback down with the other winger, constant two on ones. I remember it happening right in front of me when I watched when I watched uh, Man City Liverpool in the car back up. It was crazy, like mm. it was chaos. We couldn't handle it. Doesn't he doesn't do a lot in like in comparison anyway for like the defensive side of City, but that's not the end of the world for the City team. I really like him. Delight, you didn't have him on your list. I didn't, but it, it was a toss up with him and Mason Mount. I feel like M- Mason Mount and Mason Mount won. He does a similar thing. <laughs> yeah, of course he won. There's a reason you forgot to put Gundogan on your list because he's he's honestly a pretty forgettable player. He is a forgettable player. He's he's very good and he's very tidy, but he's very forgettable. And if he I'm was on my list, he'd, he'd be he'd be ninth or tenth. It's weird in that Man City midfield though of De Bruyne, Rodri, Bernardo. He is probably like forgettable. Yeah, Just I, probably I because of that. I forgot. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fair. Okay, in seventh, insane options that City have. It's insane. We don't have enough eights. I always they're, say. In a, they're, in a, they're in a crisis right now. They're, they're second. We need more. <laughs> um. All right. In seventh, Tiago, uh, right, who also who didn't next? make Delet's list. Delet, take it away. You said Tiago. Yeah. Yeah, and we had him holistically at sixth, seventh, seventh. Okay. Yeah, I just don't really rate Tiago too much. I feel like he. He's a bit of a false image, you know, like he's very technical. He has the flair. And he, and I think a part of his game that's underrated is his defensive work rate. But mm. when it comes to controlling the midfield, I feel like when he's actually up against a competent midfield, he's never actually showing up. Like he's controlling the tempo against the teams that are sitting back, the teams who have, you know, basically like three ball winners in midfield. He'll control that. But you know, put him up against like an actual, you know, top half team. He's not winning that midfield battle. That's that's just because it's him in that midfield battle. Um, <laughs> like against Arsenal, I feel like he had a really good game, especially the first half. And against Real Madrid in that Champions League final, he was probably our best player. Um, yeah. He I think is... with Thiago, there's, there's, there's games where he does really well. I think in Klopp's system, because he's so forced out to that one side, like if you look at his heat map, it's all on that one side. Whereas I think yeah. it's better to have him drifting around. And like uh, there was a game recently, I can't remember who it was against, but uh, Liverpool were down. And then eventually Klopp was just like, he obviously said to Thiago, right, you just drift around, do what you want. And then he started like doing all this stuff. I think Liverpool still lost because it's Liverpool. But yeah. um, <laughs> but like he was creating so much and he was started to dominate on his own, basically. He can do it. I think um, where I've put him at, in at ninth. And again, I do feel like his legs have gone a little bit. Um, as Delette said, his the defensive side to his game was a huge part of it. And now it's just not quite as strong. Part of that is because it's Liverpool's defence, but also I think he's just decreased a little bit as well. 
him at Bayern was absolutely unbelievable. Um, and like, I remember him just bullying Arsenal in the Champions League. Every year we'd draw Bayern and he would just bully us. And it was like so, so frustrating. Um, yeah, I think obviously that was many years ago now. We talk about now. Um, it's it's He's one of those players who for me is really, really hard to judge because I don't know what his level is anymore because Liverpool's midfield is so bad and because he's aged a little bit. I don't know if he's still an elite player and who just needs to be utilised correctly, who I don't think he mm-hmm. is being in Klopp's system. I also don't think he suits the system anyway, but the fact that he always gets shoved out on that one side really frustrates me. But yeah, I don't know how much of it is that and how much of it is if he's declined or not. Yeah, I think he's a great player, very technical, all those things, smart. But he's not on that level of the players I have above him. Like, like he's not on the level of Bernardo Silva. He's not. He's nowhere near Kevin Bernardo. Bruyne. No, no, he's no, not on the level of like Martin near. Odegaard. Nothing like that. So mm. that's why I had him towards the lower half of my list as well. Second right. half of last season, he was unbelievable. Though he was, fantastic. he was, he was great. And that, was great. that was the only like consistent period he's been great for Liverpool. Partially because he managed to stay fit, which is another reason I had him low down. Because if you can't stay fit, then again, you're a bit of a problem. But yeah, he was fantastic. And like James said, in that Real Madrid game and a couple of other games, he was really, really good. But there is a point to what Dillette was saying as well. There are some games where I just think, like I, I rate him really highly and there's some games where I'm just like, you could be doing a lot more here. And that's why I could never put yeah. him as high as I wanted to. Yeah. No, I, feel, right. I feel, I feel like... like... <laughs> All right. Surrounded yeah. by Henderson, Fabinho, or like two 19-year-olds. I just feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely him and Harvey. This... <laughs> this this final career move for him to Liverpool has not um, helped done favors to his yeah. his image in my head. Mm. It was yeah. so close as well. All right, like, well, if we hit that quad, oh yeah, <laughs> let's oh, well. let's move into sixth, where we have the first player on everyone's list, Bruno Gumares. Um, he was basically just in the lower half of everyone's. Delat, I know you love Bruno, uh, Gumares. Yeah. Is it Gumarange? Bruno G. Bruno Gumarange. Yeah. yeah, I'll just go with Bruno G. So <laughs> yeah, what... but I love him. I'm yeah. heartbroken. Heartbroken yeah. that we didn't get him. <sighs> and so that was close. one of the. That was a he. He's like one of those guys where I was like, man, that's that's like that's such a huge miss to our team just because his position is so difficult to fill, and yeah. especially like every time we play, like whenever we play Newcastle mm. now, it's always like he's playing mm. phenomenally. Yeah, especially in like the nil-nil draw, like he was doing such a great job of shutting down like our key players. And I was like, man, like this is really what we missed out on. And it, <laughs> it pained me. But yeah, he's a phenomenal midfielder. And it sucks even more now that Newcastle is like good because now that he has no reason to like move up to like a mm. better team. So he's kind of just stuck there. So mm. yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, give it, give a rise. Like, such a well-rounded player who's he's been an absolute game changer for Newcastle like before him it was like their midfielders kind of like that stereotypical English midfielders hard working except for like mm-hmm. John Shelby could actually like accurately pass the ball over 20 yards um <laughs> but this yeah. guy has flair passing ability aggression can score he can assist his bundles of energy and is capable at defensive like his defensive work is very capable um you can't overlook what how much of a presence he is as well he just breathes confidence. He's not nervy on the ball. The fans love him. The teams play. The team plays good football partly because of him. And I think a lot of the players are in themselves more confident when he's playing. Mm. He's the leader yeah. as well. Yeah, he's one of the players. Delet was saying like, if you go out and get someone to replace Partey, I'd take him because even in the six, you know, he's fa- he would be amazing in that Jacker role as well. 
But even in the six, he's like so good. Like you said, he, his defensive presence is really, really understated, I think. Um, and then on the ball, he's just phenomenal. He can kind of, he he's one who I have seen slow the pace of the game down. It start to dictate tempo, but then also hit these crazy long balls as well. He can dribble through the midfield. He can score with his left foot. He can score with his right <laughs> foot. <laughs> yeah, like he's um he's unreal. I had him in sixth, um, just because of the names above him are just so elite and they've been doing it for so long. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's unreal. Yeah. All right, let's move into the top. Five rounding out at number five is Bernardo Silva. He was actually first on Garrett's uh list, and I believe he was the lowest on James's. He was in what is that seventh place for James? Oh, really? I had him seventh. Okay, I'm actually quite surprised there, to be fair. I feel bad for that. <laughs> okay, yeah. Gareth, you you had him in first. Why do you why why do you love him so much? I think he's the best midfielder in the world. Um you know, there's a couple of players coming through who maybe will challenge that, but someone who's con- proved it over a consistent period, I think he's the best. Um, he is someone, he can play so many different roles, first of all, and that kind of allows him to, when he's drifting throughout the pitch, he kind of fits into every situation. He can play on the wing, so if he does drift out wide, he's comfortable there, but he can also play deep. He'll get back and defend. His work rate is unreal. Um, the way he dictates play as well, I really, really like. Um, it's a little bit like Thiago, just as we were speaking about before, where some games he doesn't really do it. And I'm not sure whether that's down to him or whether that's just down to the way the City play. And sometimes Rodri's more of the dictator or sometimes the team just play the way they play. Um, but yeah, I think he's so complete. And when I that's when I, lo- I looked at it and I was like, yeah, you know, I could put De Bruyne at number one or I could put Rodri at number one for how good they are in their positions. But to be honest, when those situations in previous years where De Bruyne got injured and Bernardo kind of came into that role, City didn't look any worse. In many ways, I think they kind of look better. I kind of have this thing about De Bruyne. We'll get on to him. Um, but yeah, I think like in many ways, City look better. He doesn't get as many goals and assists and all that as De Bruyne, which is where, where you would, you know, knock him down a bit. But I think he's a much, much more complete player, for example. Um, I just think he's unreal. I really do. And I think he's probably he's one of the most underrated footballers in the world, I think, because I think he's the best midfielder in the world. I don't really see any competition for that either when we're talking about a complete player anyway. Um, so, yeah, I, I, unless you're going to talk about like p- potentially Bellingham or Pedri coming through or uh, Gavi maybe in a couple more years than that or Modric maybe a couple of years ago or something like that. Like there are other players you can name, but some of them have kind of still got to prove it, I think. And then Modric, whilst he's still unbelievable, uh, isn't quite the level he was. So, yeah, that's why I have Bruno. I've uh, like, this, is, this is basically... I've basically stolen what Gareth said here. Literally, I've got written down a joyous player to watch, likes to hang out on the right-hand side, but is incredibly versatile. He can play as a 10, 8, and a 6 in a double pivot. Class pass the ball. Probably the best dribbler at full speed in the league. My only thing, and Gareth has pointed this out, is that he's not scored since August, which is quite incredible, really, when you think about it. Oh, against Newcastle, right. uh, I believe so, yeah. And There's one thing he can work on. It's probably that. Besides that, I think when he gets into more attacking positions, he does score more regularly. It's just the fact that, like, uh, he's played on the wing a couple of times this season, but um, he because De Bruyne is there. If De Bruyne is fit, he plays in that position, and Bernardo plays that, 
you know, the old David Silver role, the I, silver I suppose, role, as I like to call it. I suppose it's like a, a not as mu- not as big as a necessity anymore, considering you have that Norwegian robot up top, which they never mm. had before. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think what holds him back in my eyes is that he pay is that he plays for Pep Guardiola. Like if he yeah, if he yeah. plays for the current Arsenal team, he's yeah. oh. he's probably I would agree like the best <laughs> midfielder in the world. <sighs> We but, wanted him a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um. Before I think it was start of last season, we were looking at him, and there was actually some realism to it because I don't know. There's this weird thing that he always seems to be flirting with leaving City for some reason. Yeah, I'm not he quite does. sure why that why? is. It's weird. Um. He should. He should. Him and Mark. I was well, begging for, for the yeah fire. for his for his sake, and you know it's not uh, like obviously Pep's an unbelievable manager, and I th- I think the one thing is he he will sacrifice team dominance for like a player looking better basically so a lot of players will achieve more under him than they would elsewhere but when you look at how they can play they could play better elsewhere but i know it's this argument of oh, a sole individual's effectiveness versus a team's effectiveness i understand why pep does it basically but it is frustrating at times and you've got a player like bernardo because i love him so much and i think if he was at barca right now if he was at real right madrid now, yeah yeah, if he was oh. in this arsenal team for example any of those like i think everyone would be looking at him like is he the best midfielder in the world? But yeah, it, it, like, if, if he played for Arsenal team. at this very moment, I would say Arsenal have won the league. Yeah, we'd probably be on 100 points already. It's not mathematically <laughs> possible, <Yeah>. but... <laughs> Dola, your thoughts on Bernardo Silva? Yeah, phenomenal player. I, Don't I, tell me I, you I put him below my... Mason Mount. <laughs> no, of course. <laughs> no, bro, was like he was like six or something on my list. I don't rate Mason not that highly. I just think he was better than the than the worst than the other people. He's but no, Bernardo Silva is a phenomenal midfielder. I feel like I feel like Pep Guardiola. I, I don't know because we were linked to him this summer, mm. and I'm was it this summer. Like, I thought it was yeah. last summer. I that must have been was it last summer, list, bro? Yeah, no, I don't. No, but I just remember he was he was he wasn't like maybe it was last summer, but he wasn't like favored or something like he was he, he was he looking definitely to leave, wanted to leave yeah. like the summer just gone definitely yeah. he wanted Barca. yeah, he did. yeah. which oh, was, he did which was crazy to me yeah which was crazy to me because he's phenomenal mm. but yeah he's, he's 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 honestly like as close to you know like your ideal midfielder as you could get you know like in terms of molding your players to be like the you know the job obviously iniestas like bernardo silva is you know of that same mold and I feel like playing for Pep Guardiola does hold him back, but you know he still shows such such a great ability. And I feel I, like he's kind of in a different role this season. But yeah. let's just you know, mm. as the season goes on, I'm sure he'll play every single role there is to play, just <laughs> because of the way you guys you guys function. So I'm sure we'll we'll keep seeing more of him. My thing is, yeah. if Pep was to actually want to like score goals and not just pass the ball between like the center backs and Rodri and Bernardo Silva <laughs> for 90, 90 minutes. He should play Bernardo Silva and Phil Foden on the same side. It would be so much similar to uh-huh. kind of like that Sané David Silva combination in the sense yeah, that they're yeah. both decisive, both creative. They both are so like complete and dynamic that oh. I, I think it would be re- really, really smart of him. But let's move into fourth. And this is where it gets interesting. The difference between fourth place and first place was only four points. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So, so third place was ahead of fourth place by two points, and second place lost out to first place by one point. Um, but fourth wow. place, Rodri, top half of everyone's list. And um, I guess we're going to go back to the to the parte uh, Rodri debate here. Um, <laughs> James, you, you take it away. What? It, it's really weird to like to try and judge Rodri 
because he plays in a six. And when you think of someone in a six, you think of someone who is this incredible defensive monster. But that's just not how it works in Manchester City because they have about 95% of the ball all game. Um, <laughs> but however, however, I'll give him his credit. He's strong in the air. He doesn't really misplace any passes. And they almost will always go forward. He helps speed up the play. Um, and this, the, like Liverpool fans always were like, oh, Fabinho's better than Rodri. I never quite subscribed to it, even when Fabinho was at his peak. Because one thing Rodri does, he controls the play a thousand times better than Fabinho does. If Rodri's being pressed by three midfielders, he will find a pass or find space to get out. Fabinho couldn't do that. He'd fall over his shoelaces. <laughs> now, and Rodri, he he's just phenomenal. Like, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. He's just brilliant. My thing is why I have Casemiro better than Rodri is defensively, Rodri sometimes lets me down especially one-on-one when he has a player driving at him like around the 18 yard box he he's just too easy to cut inside on i've seen it is above him for me as well i've seen him i've seen it too many times like him him just Mm. get beat inside or beat one-on-one but he is press resistant like it's just like from 25 yards to his own goal i he's he's not sensational but yeah the the other how often does he need to be like yeah, that that is true, and I think that's his saving grace. Is that only happens like three times a game? But yeah, yeah. I think I think on that as well. Like the, we're having we're talking about Partey and Rodri earlier, and then Casemiro is obviously in that debate of the best defensive midfielder in the league as well. The reason I have Rodri as the number one is I think his qualities are the biggest game changers out of the qualities of any others for elite level teams. If you dropped Rodri into prime Barcelona, I don't think it, it's not quite as good as prime Busquets, but like, I don't think it changes that much. For example, you know, That's fair. Um, whereas if you put Casemiro as great as he is, I think there's just moments on the ball where he's not quite as, you know, we're talking about Rodri, the uh, people, there's this thing online where people say, Oh, Casemiro is not good on the ball. That's not what I'm saying. He is, uh, you know, he's, he's fantastic on the ball borderline, potentially elite as well in certain scenarios. He certainly is. Um, but Rodri is just like the best in the world in that, in that role, in that, at that um, attribute at the moment. Um, yeah. And I think that's the biggest game changer. I had him at number two on my list because I really, really rate him so highly. I think he's the second greatest defensive midfielder of all time, at least that I've wow. seen anyway. Is uh, Vieira number one for you, yeah? No, uh, Busquets. Vieira's not a uh, defensive midfielder. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were on Premier League. I thought you were on Premier League, my bad. Oh, no, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he's I think he's absolutely un- unreal, basically. And I think if I think he's... But bar Bernardo Silva, I think he would be the biggest g- game changer in basically any team. And... He doesn't necessarily suit every style, but he allows you to play a different style that is more dominant, is what I would yeah. say. Um, and yeah, mm-hmm. he does have his weaknesses. You know, Busquets wasn't great at you know, certain things as well. Not the quickest, for example. But that level of intelligence that they both have is just, uh, it just sets, it sets team parts. It sets himself apart from the others so much and it boosts yeah. whichever team he's playing for so much as well although as we saw um for spain even though he was playing center back it doesn't it's it's not a guarantee you know Whereas that was I a huge it, mistake i think potentially yeah um but yeah I, I rate him so highly but i i acknowledge that like casemiro's got his qualities he's got different qualities to rodri and then Partey. when you bring him into the conversation as well they've all got different qualities and i think really 
uh, Gillette said it earlier, like Arsenal for Arsenal, I think Partey is the best as much as I think Rodri would still do a very good job. I think Partey is the best for Arsenal for City. I think Rodri is the best. And for how Man United are playing at the moment, Casemiro is the best. For how I think Ten Hag wants to play, I think Rodri would be the best. But for how they're yeah. playing at the moment, I think Casemiro suits that. So they will have their, their place. Um, yeah, but I just think he's I unreal. Think, I think it's a big deal of just what you value in a, yeah. in, a mm. in your defensive midfielder. Because yeah. I think even even you saying like Busquets and Rodri, top two defensive midfielders of all time, while there is merit to that, it's like if Pep Guardiola doesn't exist as a coach, neither of these guys are finishing in the top 20 all time. I agree. Yeah, potentially. But then he revolutionized football and changed yeah, it. But then, but then, of course, that's but, yeah. not the case. He he is there. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Roger, I feel like I, I had them neck and neck, and it was honestly a really hard decision. But Casemiro just edged it for him because of his defensive action. Same. And that's fair. I feel like Rodri does let you down. Not that he's a slouch or anything, but he's just not, you know, kind of the he's not on defensive that dog that you want in yeah. midfield. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, and he doesn't need to be, but I feel like it will hold him back in discussions like this. No, that that's my thing. And third third place was Casemiro. Um, and for, for me, it was, you know, you're playing a defensive midfielder role, so your priority should be defense. Um, and that that it was pretty easy for me, honestly, to put Casemiro above Roger. I, I, I didn't have to, like, think about it very much. I, I think Casemiro is one of the best players in the world, and he's probably the best six in the Prem, in my opinion. I think the transformation to Man United is just like a complete testament to yeah. how good Casemiro has been. You mm. remember last season, Man United would just get passed through the middle with with McFred in the, two, in the, in the double the pivot. Two defensive midfielders. You could just have Casemiro by himself, and he'd do the the like a better mm. job than the pair of them combined. Yeah, um, I just think he's that little bit more complete than Rodri. But I completely understand um, Gareth's point that he's playing that Rodri's like. Playing for the best team is probably the most well one of the most important uh, pieces of that puzzle. Mm. But I've just got yeah. Casemiro up there just because of that defensive work. Yeah, I yeah. think th- this is how I kind of see it in my head. If you're the best team in the world in the league, you want Rodri. If you're not, you want Casemiro. And yeah, there's there's different qualities to that. Yeah, Rod- he... uh, Casemiro suits that chaos football a bit more, doesn't he? Mm. He's so good, it's so good defensively, um, and. Yeah, his ability to just play like a line-breaking pass uh, in transition as well is, I think, really, really yeah. underrated. The amount of times yeah. he did that for Real Madrid, uh, through to a Bale, through to a Ronaldo, through to a Vinicius, even the last couple of years, um, and then obviously Benzema, whoever it is up there, like it's just unreal. I think playing next to everyone said this, but playing next to Cruz and Modric had his ball playing really, really underrated because they're both, yeah. you know. <laughs> two of the greatest in the <laughs> aspect of all time and Casemiro's very good arguably borderline elite even in it in, at least in certain in certain um certain situations anyway uh so yeah he is phenomenal and for if you're talking just purely the defense side especially he's certainly the best in the world at the moment potentially potentially the best of all time that I've seen again that I've seen second place Martin Odegaard missing out by one point. I had him lowest. He was first for Dillette. Um, And by lowest, I mean I had him in fourth because my list was KDB, Casemiro, Rodri, Odegaard. Um, and it's honestly purely because of tenure. I would love um, Odegaard at, at City. I think if Odegaard was at City with Holland, not only do they have that Norwegian connection, but mm. I think he suits Holland's play style a lot more as well. Um, 
and I think he'd really slip in there. But mm. Delight, you had him first, so you take it, take it away. Yeah, I had him first, partially or a large part in in form. You know, although he he was phenomenal last season as well, just not quite what he is this season. But also, a little gripe with Kevin De Bruyne, false image midfielder, bro. Not a midfielder. Yeah, not a midfielder. Not a midfielder. <laughs> Get him out these lists, bro. <laughs> he's a winger. Yeah, Gen- generously wide midfielder but truly he's a winger or even a second striker especially under Pep Guardiola I, I don't like having him in these midfielder discussions just because you know you look at all these guys everyone in our list top to bottom excluding Mason Mount runs their midfield <laughs> Kevin, Kevin De Bruyne does not run the midfield he gets the ball and he puts dimes into the box and while that is a skill and a role in itself that we do need to respect them for it's just not the same as it's just it's different than what we're judging the rest of the people here on Mm. my thing is the reason i put kevin de bruyne above um martin onegaard is like when when you look at like his positions on everything it's central midfielder like right attacking mid or something like that so he Mm. for me he was lumped into this discussion but it's just no one else in the world can do what kevin de bruyne can do there's players that are similar to to Martin Odegaard, who can kind of do like the same job, not probably as well, but there's just no one in the world who, like, just is so talented uh, going yeah, forward. So like, accurate, so pinpoint. Yeah, so think, yeah, pinpoint not only with passing but shooting too. Like both yeah. footed from anywhere. Mm. Oh I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, De Bruyne is kind of like David Beckham with two feet and a proper engine on him. That's kind of how yeah. I see him. Um, he he doesn't dictate the play. Um, he is, I think, kind of a liability defensively. People, because he runs a lot, I think people see him as like really solid defensively for you know for a creative midfielder. I don't think he is. I think he's a bit of a defensive liability. When I've watched him over the last few years, especially, um, I do think Kevin De Bruyne is a little bit overrated. I had him in fourth on my list, and again, I uh, just for people who are listening, I had uh, Bernardo Silva number one, Rodri number two, a list where you've kind of got people with different roles because Bernardo is just much more complete. I think Rodri is more of a game changer than De Bruyne. The one thing I will say for De Bruyne is like, I don't think he's had a great season when we take his all-round game into into consideration. Uh, What he does though, he'll have a stinker, an absolute stinker, and then get an assist or get a goal. And that is like a mark of like the truly elite players. And that's why I find him so hard to judge because I'm like, I'll watch him play terribly. Well, not terribly, but just he won't do much. Um, and like I say, he doesn't dictate the play. It's not like he's doing any of these kind of like, quote unquote, invisible roles like a Bernardo will take on, uh, for example. He kind of just does what he does. And if it do- he does it until, it until it works. And a lot of the time it does work. And that's what you've got to credit. He's one of those where I wonder if you took him out of the City team, put him in any other team, he'd still be an elite midfielder. But I don't think he'd be as good. I did have Odegaard ahead of him. And I really I struggled to justify this to myself because... Obviously, I think he's having a better season, Erdegaard, and so there's a, a, a sense of recency bias to it. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I looked at it, and I looked at who would I rather have? Would I swap him? And not just from a perspective of, yes, Erdegaard suits the Arsenal system more. I just thought, would I swap him? Or if I was Man United, who would I rather have? Would I have, rather have Erdegaard or De Bruyne? And I just thought, in most cases, I would rather have Erdegaard as a player. He's just got that little bit more to his game. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I found it really hard to justify to myself, to be honest, because of what De Bruyne has done over so many years. I didn't like 
I think when most people think, oh, best midfielder in the Premier League, he's just the go-to answer. I think when you dig a little bit deeper and you look at the Oran game, I don't think he is. But I also was like, I looked and I was like, I've got him in fourth, really? And then like, I don't know, maybe there's a bit of bias for me having Erdegaard above him as well. I didn't want to just put City's midfield as the top three. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I found Especially this... not when we're in first. No, you can't do that when we're in first. Yeah. James, um, yeah. <laughs> your thoughts? I don't... Oh, sorry. Uh, Go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, I found it really hard to justify. That's all. Oh, man. James, uh, your thoughts on KDB? On KDB. Um, a very good player. Or sorry, Odegaard. Uh, Odegaard, my bad. I uh, Odegaard. Odegaard, okay. Yeah. Odegaard, also <laughs> a very good player. Sorry about that. Um, seven goals and five assists this season, which is incredible. It's not really something you'd um, assume from his game. Like, I, mm. If he's ever scored more than 10 goals in a season overall comps, I would be quite surprised. Maybe he would have uh, um, in the Eredivisie for Heronvane. Maybe. Um, um, James? It... Say again? Third, um, uh, eight goals. Eight goals. My bad. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Oh, wait, against I, my, my, wait, is that in the Premier League? Mine is Premier League stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It was, it was the one yesterday. Last night. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Okay. But, but who's counting? Who's counting? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, again, yeah. who is counting? Who is counting? Yeah. Someone tell me. I think he's a class dribble of the ball. He's not as forceful as De Bruyne. Like, the passes are kind of, like, less risky. He plays those percentages a little bit more. Um, he also demands the ball a lot, which is you kind of expect that for somebody who plays a central role. That's pretty normal. Um, he's a really aesthetically pleasing player, and he's he's probably one of the very few players that's like that's. God damn it! My Wi-Fi dropped. Okay. Uh, where where, uh, where did I have um, Odegaard in my list? You had Odegaard. Um, you had Odegaard third, third. Casemiro, KDB, Odegaard. Um. But yeah, no, what what you're saying about Odegaard is true. I do want to talk about Kevin De Bruyne real quick though, as we wrap up. Yeah. I I I think people want to call him wasteful, but he's just the only one at City who's allowed to do anything a little bit creative that isn't just like yeah. passing sideways or backwards. <laughs> um so but I, I will say he's kind of looked very poor since the World Cup. I don't know what it is, but he's been extremely poor. And that does happen pretty often. Like he'll just go through a couple run of games where he just disappears and like, he can't beat his man. He can't do a lot of things, but where I think he's best is actually, well, obviously crossing like in that wide area, but driving forward, driving forward from like the, the, on a counterattack, he is sensational. He's hard to like get off the ball. He always makes the right pass. It's always perfectly weighted. And it usually does lead to like a decent chance, a decent shot. Something like that. So, um, I think it did. <laughs> oh back. my God. Did it do it again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was the the recording didn't said? stop, though. You were saying El Nani number driving one? Forward. Yeah. <laughs> driving forward. I did say El Nani number one. Um, <laughs> driving forward. Yeah. No, he's, I, I was like, I was like, okay, why is no one blinking? Um, but, <laughs> but, um, no, yeah. Driving forward, he's one, he's just so, so good. He always makes the right passes, always perfectly weighted. And that's why um, he was number one on my list. I think. Yeah. So can we just point out the uh, the Manchester the Manchester derby? He had a poor game, and something saying about his powerful running. Mm. Not many players can do what he did for that Jack Grealish assist. Yeah. I can't remember which defender he had on his shoulder, but it was just like, mate, get off. Yeah. Yeah. Pinpoint cross goal. Yeah. That's something that only the true elite can do. Yeah, Mm. and I think a big part of him driving forward being such a key part of his game is wasted at a club like Man City. Yes. Where yeah. m- most of the time, 
they have the <laughs> opponents pinned into their boxes, nowhere to drive to. So it, it it's just it's just one of those things where you know it, he mm. I, misuse is is a harsh word because he has the assist record in the Premier League and it has played phenomenally for three years. But I feel like there is more to get out of Kevin De Bruyne. Dillette, do you, okay? So obvious. Let let's say he goes to like a different team. Let's say he went to like Madrid or something instead of mm-hmm. City. One, he could crack he... the top five. He could crack it. I know what you're gonna ask. Yeah, okay, he could crack that's... the top five best midfielders of all time. Yes, if he if he goes to Madrid, I don't think he can do it just because it's just a city thing, you know. Same with Mares. Yeah. Same with same with everyone but Holland, who's pep has decided to make the team worse to make better. <laughs> but but yeah, like it's just it's just a matter of he's a bit restricted at Man City, whereas I feel like he has the talent to go to a Real Madrid, a team who's more free flowing, a team who's more natural. And show off, you know, all the talent that he has. More vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as just much, needs, that's what he needs. More vibes. More as much as it would break my heart, I would love to see Foden at like right wing at Madrid because they kind of need. Well, I guess Valverde is going nuts right now, but mm-hmm. but like as much as it would break my heart to see him leave and like I'd have to buy new jerseys and everything, it would be so good for his career. It'd be so good for his yeah. career. Yeah, it would. All right. Well, any final thoughts before we close out in the episode? Yeah, I just had like a few that I wanted to give like a shout to because I think they're doing very well. And I wanted to put them in the top 10, but like it's just impossible. You can't put them all in. I think McAllister is really, really good. Um, and I think I he will just, yeah. I think he'll just continue to improve. And maybe one point in a couple of years, maybe when a couple of these have retired, like a Tiago or they've moved off or we've just dropped them off the list, he could get in there. Um, James Madison's like an unreal 10. And again, I think just the team he plays for doesn't help. Uh, El Nenny, obviously. Uh, Kovacic, I don't think anyone ha- had him in there. He's a fantastic midfielder, just can't keep fit, and Chelsea are just crap at the moment. Uh, Paina, I've really liked since he joined Fulham as well. Probably not quite good enough, but I just thought I'd give him a shout. And Joe Linton, the biggest yes. flop ever. Um, probably the one of the best players at just winning the ball back in the world. Um, now, like he's not complete enough, and he's not been doing it long enough to get him in there, but give him a shout. Mm. absolutely some decent honorable mentions there. okay well that's all we have for you guys today thank you so much for joining us and if you've lasted this long be sure to drop five stars we'll see you guys next time